Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast, November 17th edition. Hot damn, Matt. I just realized we'll have to do our show probably Wednesday next week, if even possible. It'll be Thanksgiving. It will be Thanksgiving. I thought we were going to have that Turkey Day podcast. Oh, shit, but, man. Uh, With my know, crazy family around? That's not happening. Yeah, I, I believe it. My family's pretty crazy as well, but I figured, you know. Yeah, we'll figure out something. Either way, you told me, you told me that you will be or that you were watching Total Divas before this show went live. I was. I was watching the Total Divas. What did you think was, of it? Uh, new Total Divas or like Total Divas on the network? Total Divas new. Ooh. E. Uh, Mrs. Wife and Brie Bella getting into it. Some past drama about some contract negotiations and some bad business slash it was just some bad business yeah, there, there were rumors a couple years back that basically i think it was the bellas that kept maurice and maria mike bennett's wife out of wwe again there were rumors I, at least i remember that's a bummer what would you do if you found out somebody was actively like pushing politically to keep you out of a company i wouldn't doubt it you know and i wouldn't blame them you know like it's just like anybody else you know if you're running a company you're gonna have a certain view or look you're looking for or going for so if somebody's part of the company or an investor in the company or whatever their position in the company is and they don't like my look or the way i speak or what i represent then I could completely understand if they didn't want to hire me, you know, and I could care less. So Evolve happened this this weekend, and there's some things to discuss, Matt. Yeah. I, I'm sure you're aware of the controversy. Well, I know. I think I know the controversy. You know, uh, <laughs> me and Dustin had a great man. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joey Styles, bro. I know what you're talking about, dude. Yeah, uh, 
It happens. You know, I think there's a big misconception and a mis- big miscommunication of why Joey was fired. I like Joey. I'm a fan. I'm a friend. You know, uh, but Joey wasn't fired for what he said. And now what I'm about to say might not make sense. But, you know, it, it wasn't like the – it's not like the joke of what he said. It's like what we were told not to say before the event started in an email that Friday. And then his delivery of what he said, he literally said, well, I know we were told not to say this. Yeah. And then said something. <laughs> <And> it's <laughs> like, bro. It's like, I was literally right behind the curtain. And I was like, this is outrageous. Gabe was not too happy. Uh, so was he like visibly angry about this? I would say visibly. I would say visibly angry is an understatement. Yes. So I mean, so you all, even you got an email Friday saying, we, "Don't we, do this shit." We all did. You know, the election just happened. You know, we, which we don't want to play into either side. You know, let's uh, keep obviously. Yeah, wrestling is like a fun scape uh, and a way to escape. You know, don't want to divide your audience. Yeah, you know, just like don't, don't want to do anything like that. Don't. It's not worth the cheap pop or the cheap heat. Keep you know, keep it whatever. No swearing. You know, because we still have a relationship with the WWE and everything else. You know, no perfect. It was just a typical email, and that was in the email. You know, so like I said, it had nothing to do with Joey Styles' political views or. You know, or freedom of speech. You know, you can say whatever you want to say for the most part, but at the same time, it's a show. You got to run it by the boss. And at the same time, if your boss says, don't say this in your speech, and you say it in your speech after your, and then you say, I'm not supposed to say this, and then say it. Yeah. It doesn't help that it was a really shitty joke, too, and I love Joey Styles. Me, but. too. And and I think another big thing is it was Flo Slam's first live stream yeah. of the program, and we still have, like, a working relationship with the WWE, you know? Like, Regal was there the next day, and we don't need anything. You know, we just, we don't you need You don't need that. the bad press, yeah. for sure. Well, yeah, and you don't need anybody, no disrespect to Joey Styles, because I like him, but you don't need anybody that, like, isn't going to listen to the rules, you know? Yeah. Especially. I would, the- I would love to win every single match I wrestle, you know? Yeah. But. I, I completely agree. Now, what do you make of these other companies, Chikara, Beyond Wrestling, severing their ties with Joey Styles? Do you think that was a little much, or do you agree with their decisions? Well, I know, you know, in our email, that's why he was fired with us. But but like I said, I think it's kind of a, <clears throat> you know, no disrespect to yourself, I think it's kind of a liability. If you tell somebody not to do something, that, you know, at a certain shows you're calling and you do exactly what you're told not to do, Mm-hmm. You know, I think that just showed something, and that, and it had nothing to do with, like I said, anything political views. It was just, it was a poor joke and poor taste, and we were told not to do anything to do with that. You know, yeah. 
That's it. I, I, and honestly, I, I don't disagree with either promotion. You know, it's just that's their business. You know, like if they choose to sever ties with somebody because they didn't follow rules, that's just to me, that's smart because that's a, you know, that's liability. Now, before we get into UFC 205 stuff, I've mentioned to you these weird Kentucky pro wrestling rules before, right? You have. They're repealing some of this shit. But they're, but this is something you'll also be able to lend some <clears throat> insight to. They are not stopping matches in case of blood anymore. They're still mandating licenses and all that stuff. If you have a blood test within a year, then you don't have to have your match stopped if you bleed. That's fine. So for amateur MMA, this is what they're doing. They added more red tape to amateur MMA with these changes. Now you cannot compete as an amateur fighter or corner unless you have had a license 15 days before that. I'm sure you've seen your fair share of amateur cards. A lot of these come together in the last couple of weeks of a show uh, within, fi- within 15 days. And you have to have a medical or a physical rather 90 days before the fight. I mean, there are a lot of pro fighters who don't take their fights three months out. That really doesn't make sense. Well, it's the Kentucky Boxing and Wrestling Commission. Wanted to throw that out there because I've had people asking me. I am working on a story on it, guys. I've got a lot of quotes that need transcribed, and I'm getting the runaround from commission members on that. So, Conor McGregor, and I quote, Matt, you called him trash. He is the lightweight champion of the world now. Your thoughts? I have nothing. I have nothing but good things to say about Conor McGregor. I wish he was a little more humble, but dude, come on, he picking up a steel chair that was great. He but he he beat up he beat up Eddie Alvarez. He beat up. He's been winning fights. He beat up Jose Aldo. You know, Chad Mendez. Chad beat his ass. Yeah. He's he's been beating people, so you know, can't really. He's a really can't say anything. he's a really smart dude. He stays like two steps ahead of the game. Like with a win or a loss, he has his opponent set up. Do you think he's going to end up fighting Tyron Woodley for the hundred and seventy pound title? I mean, the way he was egging him on at weigh-ins and stuff, I don't see why they wouldn't do that fight. But. But maybe they don't want to do that because that's just that's reckless. And I think overkill. Yeah, and and maybe I don't know. Maybe he beats Tyron Woodley. I don't know. It's reckless. It's reckless to say. I can't even say that he would lose because he'd be. Yeah, I, I normally normally I would say, oh well, he wouldn't. Well, you look at Tyron Woodley, and he weighs a lot more when he walks around, but their dimensions are the same. He Tyron Woodley is a, he's like five nine. He's not that He's big. He's not that no. big. Most of the welterweights <laughs> in the world right now aren't that big. So, I think that Stephen Wonderboy Thompson would have stood a much better chance than Tyron Woodley, and that's even with Tyron Woodley having the wrestling background he has. It's just Wonderboy seems like a much bigger fighter, but he's not as big as I thought either. But uh, Conor McGregor put the pain on Eddie Alvarez. Holy shit! I didn't. I mean, I. Matt, I watched back the the Rafael Dos Anjos Eddie Alvarez fight, and I noticed it took Alvarez like 15, 16 punches to put Dos Anjos away. 
it's not going to take a Conor McGregor that many punches to put somebody away, at least in succession. Yeah. Where do you think it went south for Eddie Alvarez? Uh, I think I think he said it pretty clear. You know, uh, he just tried to outbox Conor McGregor, and even though that's one of Eddie Alvarez's strengths, Conor McGregor is just Conor McGregor is a pretty big guy. You know, he's a huge one forty five, a big fifty five, or you know, and uh, I think he was just too big. You know, too big, too strong, and his timing's too good. And I think I think Conor's in his prime. I think Eddie's not. You know, I think Eddie's a good fighter, but I don't think he's in his prime anymore. He's had a great career, but I think he's on his, you know, still great, but kind of on his downward spot, you know. He also spot. said that he doesn't believe in overtraining. What do, what do you make of that? Who said that? Alvarez did. Really? I feel I felt like he was overtraining. Like, by everything I saw, I thought he was doing crazy workouts. He is, and he said he didn't believe in it. Like, he doesn't think you can overtrain. Uh, well, I think – I thought, like, my personal opinion, like, by what I saw in the fight, it looked like he was so worn out he could barely take a shot. And- I had a wrestling coach once who gave some pretty good advice. He said if you overtrain, then your style is going to be tired. You will be used to working tired. And then when you're, when you're at your peak, you might not be used to that type of style. I feel like that's what Eddie Alvarez might have been doing. I mean, he's he's not had somebody put the pain on him like that in a long, long time. Like, you don't see – I mean, Alvarez gets dropped, sure, but McGregor made it look easy. Not only that, he looked like he's been learning from those two Diaz fights about pacing himself. Man, he looked like if you had him at the end of the fourth round, he would be fine. Yeah. No, he did. He looked. He looked great. You know, I think another big part that played into it was, you know, just nerves. You know, Eddie Alvarez has fought a lot all over the place, and so has Connor. But when you're fighting in that kind of crowd, you gotta kind of be used to that hype. And Connor has been drawing that hype. He's the one with all the hype. He's been drawing these crowds for a while now, so he he's used to it. So all these other people. You know, they're not really used to. I think the only person who is used to is probably like a Floyd Mayweather or somebody like that. You know, not too many people That's, are used to the big hype or like a GSP or not too many of these new fighters right now had that big time fight experience with that notoriety. So let's talk about Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> he was talked to by TMZ. He said that he didn't even know that Conor McGregor fought. I find that hard to believe. He knows. Because, yeah, he knew. And he's saying, like, somebody compared him to McGregor. He said, oh, Conor McGregor's a five-division weight champion. He's undefeated. To me, Matt, Floyd Mayweather needs Conor McGregor a lot more than McGregor needs him. And I don't think Mayweather needs anybody. He doesn't got to work a day in his life. But you look at the numbers. Conor McGregor has crossed probably 1.5 million pay-per-view buys three times this year. Floyd Mayweather's last fight did 400,000. And I don't think a second Pacquiao fight is going to do that hot if they do that again. What do you, what do you make of Mayweather? <laughs> I see you whistling, trying to whistle. Oh no, I, I was whistling lightly. I didn't want to blow the eardrums out. No, like dude, selling pay per views, he's selling units. The guy has money. 
I mean, if Floyd Mayweather wants to make money and get a percentage of pay-per-view buys and so does Conor, they should definitely fight each other, you know, because I think they're going to sell millions of pay-per-views. I think McGregor's doing the right thing. He's saying, if you want me to box you, you're going to have to pay me $100 million. Otherwise, you're going to have to come and do a real fight in an MMA cage, and then we'll talk numbers. Yeah. Or maybe they can, the right or maybe they do it in a WWE wrestling ring at WrestleMania. You know what? I've not had anybody bring that up, and that's a fantastic idea. You know, you know they have. You know they have security. We'll see what happens. That would be very interesting. They can I mean, just have negotiations with their entourages around and see what happens. May, Mayweather's WWE match was pretty good for a guy who had never wrestled before. Yeah, I was impressed. And McGregor already has – he's got the chair shot down. I mean, he was ready to crack Eddie Alvarez. That was hilarious. He does He does have some handiwork with the steel, so. The visual of him being held back by Dana White with one arm while he had that stupid-ass fur coat on. <laughs> that oh, fur man. coat was ridiculous. It was a ridiculous week for MMA. It was. I was excited about it. But, I mean, it was a good week, too. Now, McGregor <laughs> – Here's what I'll ask you. Who stands a better chance at winning? McGregor in a boxing match against Mayweather or Mayweather in an MMA fight against McGregor? McGregor. What? Does McGregor stand a better chance of outboxing Mayweather than Mayweather does of beating McGregor in an MMA fight? Yeah, of course. There's no way Mayweather can beat Conor in an MMA fight. There's just no no way. And – Boxing wise, there's always the puncher's chance, you know. I mean, you can go either way with that, but at the same time, when you got kicks and range and a cage and knees and takedowns, there's so many variables in mixed martial arts that make it so different, you know. Imagine what Mayweather would think if McGregor kicked him from across the cage with one of those side kicks. Well, imagine if he just did a flying kick. Then again, imagine if Floyd just sidestepped and hit him with an overhand right. You do, you know, so it's like you can argue both ways, but I don't know. I haven't seen that kind of impact from Floyd in a long time, that kind of knockout style. Speaking of overhand right, John Jones was on Twitter. He did like a Q&A, and they asked him, do you think McGregor could beat Woodley? And he said, I don't think that he will beat Woodley, but if Woodley keeps up his overhand right obsession, then that plays right into McGregor's strengths. Yeah. McGregor's a lot faster than him, too. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, it's a possibility, and it's MMA, you know. And I can't, I'll, I'll be honest, I can't say anything bad about Conor McGregor until he loses this because he made Eddie Alvarez look like an amateur. Confirmed. And, Conor McGregor and which, is not which, which, which is shocking because Nate Diaz went the distance and had Conor against the fence, you know, and beat him the first time. So it's kind of shocking. Not that Conor didn't outstrike him, but it was still like – I figured Eddie Alvarez would have a little more. And like you said, he's like, he didn't hurt me, but he flashed me, you know? Yeah. Not saying that's not hurting somebody, but. McGregor said it too. He's like, you gotta, you have to have some physical attributes to beat me. You have to be bigger. You have to have a longer reach. You have to have like incredible stamina. You have to have something like that to beat me. And I agree. And hey, you know, Woodley could out wrestle him. Woodley could hold him down. No problem. Also a guy that can hold him down. No problem, Matt. Khabib Nurmagomedov, holy shit. Khabib? Yeah, but he did get rocked on the feet by Michael Johnson. 
Yeah, Khabib's good. He did get rocked on the feet by Johnson. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's one of those fights. I like. What way would that be? A fifty-five or forty-five? Fifty-five. All right. Well, I don't know. Connor's really strong at fifty-five. Is he just going to vacate the forty-five pound title now? Is that what's happening? Or do you I just... don't think he wants to. <laughs> well, he, well, he can always be the real double champion, and he can make that game. Yeah, he's, but he, he's going to walk around with both of those belts no matter what. Yeah, but they they got to give like another title to the 45-pound division because Connor's not going to defend that anytime soon. Well, Aldo has the interim. Did you see what Khabib was doing during – did you see what he was saying to Michael Johnson during the fight? No. There's a video of him. He's got Michael Johnson down. He's throwing punches. And he says, give up, quit, I need my title shot. And keeps punching him in the face. Yeah, I, di- I did actually see that. And then I saw them. And I guess he was yelling at Dana White during the fight. Yes. And I gave him my title shot. So, like, the dude's real. Because if you can yell at somebody and talk trash while you're beating them up at that level of competition, you're pretty talented. But at the same time, like I said, Conor McGregor has not disappointed yet. You know, and uh yeah, he's got a deadly he, left hand, you know. He also wants equity in the company. Do you think he's worth that? Yeah, I mean, $1.5 million three times a year. Yeah, I think he's worth something. I think he's I worth too. a percent, you know. So I got to ask you, Matt, how are you feeling after this weekend? I feel good. I feel strong, <laughs> quite strong. Why what happened this weekend? What, what did happen this weekend? Anything big? Any any big matches for you? Big matches. I wrestled Dustin at Evolve seventy two. That was a good one. Hit the hit the bro to sleep into the fisherman buster inside cradle. That was a nice little mo- maneuver. Uh, then I wrestled Chris Hero for the third time, and it was a, it was a barn burner. But he caught me off guard with a, I hit a springboard. He hit me with like a roaring elbow in midair, and then pile drove me three times and pinned me. Had to be es- Ow. had to be escorted out by doctors and referees. It was brutal. Real talk. I saw that you will be facing Ricochet next month. Yeah, I should be. I'm wrestling Ricochet. I'd imagine I'm gonna get that that Cobbley Johnson, that Jeff Cobb. I would imagine I'm going to get a bunch of cool matches in uh, December and January. The Cobbley Johnson. The Cobbley Johnson, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they recall them that, but I figured, you know, throw that out there. They will now. Yeah. I'll probably use that. In Nate. A, I'll use that in a promo. Like, the Cobbley Johnson's here. Everybody give him a round of applause. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. Nate Diaz says that the UFC did not want him at UFC 205, by the way. I don't blame the UFC, and I like Nate Diaz and the Diaz brothers, but I don't blame the UFC for not wanting them at UFC 205. He says, and I quote, I think they gave Nick Jonas my seat. I hope not. Was Nick Jonas there? Probably. I hate that song he sings. It's on the radio all the time, that Jealous song. Oh, it's terrible. Horrible I shit. I don't even know. Oh, lucky you. Lucky you. It is the total divas of pop radio, let me tell you. Undertaker is back. 
I know. I saw that? he made a SmackDown appearance, right, on the 900th episode, and said that he is back. I was now like, is he well, working? Damn. Is he working dark show like house shows and stuff like that? I don't know about that. Like he got on the mic and he said, "I don't want to make WrestleMania define me," and I thought that was going to mean, "Hey, I'm not wrestling anymore at WrestleMania." Instead, he goes, "No, I'm back. I'm digging great or digging holes and taking souls." Is what he said. Digging holes, <laughs> digging holes and taking souls. That's him. <laughs> the guy's got it. He still got it. He still got it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Matt. Uh, that's actually what the crowd chanted at him. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. That's, a, that's amazing. <laughs> oh. Stop. Jesus, I don't, I don't get broken on my own show. Ah, oh, Jesus. Uh, oh, your interest in a fifty-year-old Undertaker wrestling again? You know the thing about the fifty-year-old Undertaker is the guy pushes the Guida face. The guy does not stop moving. Like, it's true. Before he got like his last match, I think was with Brock Lesnar and Hell in a Cell, right? Or, no, Shane and Hell in a Cell. Oh, Shane, yeah. Well, he just killed Shane at last year's WrestleMania. But before that, it was Hell in a Cell, right? I don't know if it was Hell in a Cell. Um, I can't remember, but it was against Brock Lesnar, yes. Yeah, he, I'm pretty sure it was Hell in a Cell. They ripped off the canvas. They did like an F5 yeah. and a chokeslam on the boards. There was blood. There was hard hitting. There was good ground and pound. Sick match. So like like he he can still have a good match. I don't know if he can work a full schedule like that, but like if he's still gonna do like wrestle like every pay per view, that would be legit. You know, like once a month. Yeah, I'd like just have him appear two on two or three episodes, and then run a match on the pay per view. I think hey, it's good for WWE, but pretty soon they're gonna have to make some people. Yeah, or, have to make some or guys. or maybe have him do squash matches on SmackDown or whatever, then have him and Braun square off, then Holy have shit. him and Braun at WrestleMania. That's a good match. And well, they, I, should be, I should be getting paid for this. They're probably watching us right now. Well, they wanted to do that match for last WrestleMania, and then they were like, oh, shit, Braun's not ready. He could be ready this year. Braun has improved. And all he does is squash people and beat people, so he looks unstoppable. He kills everybody every week. That's a good thing. You protect people, and they look good. Plus, he takes a sweet bump to the outside of the ring. Braun has gotten really good at that. He can catch. He can catch the taker on a good dive. Yeah, he's a, he's a legit. You know, I would pick him. I'd pick him. He's imp- he's improving at a like rapid rate. There was this video. I don't know if you saw it. A big show on a house show with Braun in an arm ringer, and Braun does the roll through kip up. And looks like Big Show right in the face. I was like, oh, damn. That would be so. Well, he needs to start breaking out that style or some of those moves and techniques at the right time. Or he could save him for The Undertaker. Or save him for the well, whatevs. He needs to pull yeah. that at some point, save it for WrestleMania. Yeah. But if he can do moves like that, then again, maybe Big Show was helping him out a lot on that because you kind of got to oh, help sure. your opponent on that one. 
Oh, believe me, anytime I've ever done that in a ring, it's been it's been on the other guy to like yank me up off the ground, basically. Now, what's the deal with Big Show? I haven't seen that guy around. Are they gonna? I saw like a building shaking like a couple of weeks ago on Raw or SmackDown, like a Giants coming, but I haven't seen him. I don't think. I must have missed that. Either that, or you were really high. I I don't doubt either. But <laughs> has he been around? No, he's not yeah, been on TV. Yeah, so I definitely saw a trailer. It wasn't that I was really high. I saw a trailer for the big show, guaranteed. Guaranteed. Well, he's not been on TV. He's been, like, staying away from that. But they already pretty much have it planned that he's going to face Shaq at WrestleMania. Ooh. Shaq, trash or not trash? Shaq is a world-class athlete. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to his performance in a professional wrestling, I mean, I've seen Shazam, so I don't know how he's going to sell his combat in a ring. Hey, he wrestled. He was at WrestleMania this year. That was a nice surprise. He was in the Battle Royal. He was in last year's Battle Royal? This year's. You don't remember that? No, I don't. That was a pretty good surprise. Cameo from the kids and the cousins. Come on, kids. That's my, that's my producer waiting guard for the kids. <laughs> he swooped in. <laughs> he swooped in immediately and just grabbed that kid. That's, that's because the kids will randomly run in. You need somebody Hey, here. that's the production values we have here on Fightful. If a kid shows up, bam, right Boom. off the stage. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So, uh, the Undertaker coming back, even just at all, that was a shock to me. I didn't see that coming. I thought he was just going to be there to rally the SmackDown troops. But essentially, what he said is, "Hey, you sons of bitches, you lose, I'm going to kill all of you." Good move. I think it's a good move. He's the Undertaker. He should just be beating people up. Like I'd be cool with him just choke slamming people on SmackDown and pinning them. That's what I'm saying. Like, and that's like he's that's what he should do. He's the t- this is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Taker. Nice. What what do you have? What are you doing this weekend? Where are you booked? Anywhere? Uh, I am. I'm booked at uh, PWX. And I'm also booked at Beyond Wrestling. Nice. Who are you facing? Do you know? Uh, Corey Hollis at PWX and Matt Tremont at uh, Beyond. I've seen Corey several times on NXT. I feel like maybe he fought Braun Strowman one time. I wouldn't doubt it. I feel like he did. I think he was the guy when they said, why are you doing this? He said, because they're paying me $500. Makes sense. Yeah. I would do yeah. it for 500 bucks. Would you? For 500 bucks, you'd face Braun Strowman on WWE TV? No, probably not. I was going to say. I mean, I don't if, know I, if, that... if, I, if I was going over, yeah. 
Of course. That was going to upset the world and be like, oh, random Matt Riddle guy. Oh, he's a UFC fighter. He just tapped out Brown Strowman. I've I've seen much worse ideas. I, I've told people before I even did a show with you, I think you sh- I think Matt Riddle should be the next guy to beat Brock Lesnar. Uh, and I mean that seriously. I mean that seriously. You have a legit background. They don't have to question that. You're still young, relatively speaking. You're what, 30? 30. 30. Uh, in pro wrestling, oh, in pro wrestling, you go till you're 49. I got, I got 40 more years. We got Mosh and Thrasher, and they're taking superplexes on SmackDown at 47, Matt. That's the thing, and I don't work a high-impact style. That's true. You're not taking a whole lot of bumps, are you? It's not. That's pretty cool. It's a realistic style. Real some of your suplexes, style. I see you practically bump off of your own suplexes. Yeah, well, that, that's the thing. When I do do stuff, it's impactful, but at the same time, it's like, you, you got to be safe. You got to pick your spots. You know, I see a lot of people that just murder them, murder themselves for no reason. And I think that's, that's a big reason. You, you just can't do that. You're not going to last long. You can't keep the consistent move set. Just and injuries are going to be consistent. If you do stuff like that, I don't even I wear knee pads. Ass. I don't even wear knee pads. And I, it's ridiculous. I couldn't imagine. Seriously. I couldn't imagine. You think you ever will? You know, if I had to work a hard schedule, like if I was working like every day, I might occasionally have to wear knee pads or shoes or something, depending on what I was having to do. And depending on matches, like if I do like a a hardcore match, I'm going to wear shoes, like if I'm going on the outside of the ring a lot. But if I'm in the ring and I'm just doing stuff, I'll probably just not wear knee pads or shoes, you know? It's usually like the concrete and outside elements that I want to like be clothed for. What about staph infections, Matt? I keep a pretty clean bod, but uh, I they are apparent. The wrestling rings and just the surrounding areas are not clean. A lot of people use like uh, like sanitary, like like they'll use like. Yeah, like wet naps with you know stuff in it that works. I personally just use the traditional shower, you know, uh, soap that works for me. Biggest thing is just getting clean as soon as possible. Don't let it sit on you and fester. I saw a badass video. I can't remember if it was Flow or Evolved that released it of you hitting a suplex mm-hmm. all the time. Damn, the slow motion one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was awesome. Jesus. There's some pretty good stuff on that Flow Network. You should check it out. I do check it out. I'm a subscriber. Oh, hey. Good I was you. before. Before Flow Dude, Slam. They, they, they have a lot of stuff on there. I just started since the Flow Slam merge, and uh, it's been good. Our former Monday podcast co-host, Rob McCarron, is working for Flow now, Flow Slam. Oh. So you'll probably be meeting him. He is the one who said that he would eat a hat if CM Punk would ever fight in the UFC and he's trying to get out of eating a hat. I don't blame him for getting out of eating a hat. And you should, you should get him to eat an altered bro hat. That's a reckless, that's a reckless bet to take. That's a reckless statement to make. I mean, Jose Canseco fought. 
So, I mean, yeah, why anybody, anybody can fight. And see, a punk out of all people had the contract, had name notoriety, had it all going for him. So, why would he think it wasn't going to happen at least once? Oh. Too much money to be made to not fight, in my opinion. Yeah, and now he won't eat a hat. Where's Flow Slam? I'll, I'll work on this. Yeah, I'm, inv- I'm involved. I'm, I'm, in- I'm not working for Flow Slam, but I, I'm part of, I'm part of the family. I would say. So, I would, yeah, I would. I'm say part that of the Flo- I'm part clout. of the Flow Slam family. Like I'm going to be on Flow Slam this weekend for the PWX thing in North Carolina. So, hey, I have to be honest, man. I mean, almost every ad I see for Flow Slam, Matt Riddle's on it. Dude, Matt, Matt Riddle, you know, sells high pay per views. That's 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 true. It happens. You know that's true. Of course, we're gonna be we're gonna have coverage of all those evolve events. Do you realize what all's going on Saturday night? I'm sure you don't because you've got stuff to do as well. What's happening Saturday night? At the same time, there's a big boxing fight: Kovalev versus Ward, Ooh. Bellator 165, which is Michael Chandler versus Ben Henderson, and MVP fights. There's a UFC show. Oh man, headlined by Ryan Bader and Little Nog. Oh yeah, winner gets. But there's also winner gets a title shot. Winner gets a title shot. There's a UFC show earlier in the day, but also NXT Takeover Toronto. So four of those are going on at the same time. Four of them. Yes, a lot of shit. Now check this out. Last weekend I was in New York City. Yeah, and it was Saturday, and UFC 205 was in New York City. Sure. Right, Evolve seventy two that Laboom was sold out. Of course, it should be. Yeah, I know it should be. I was surprised it was though, just because with the competition with the UFC, you just I didn't know. But you know, New York had some major shit last week. So for you all to not only that, Dave Chappelle was hosting SNL. I know it was a, that's pre- and there was a lot of competition, and we still you know. The 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 indies are alive and strong. It's good. It's a good time. Yeah, I I don't know if the Jets or the Giants were in town, but that was Monday. They waited until Monday to have their game. Uh, Giants. I don't know where the Jets played. So I mean, there was a lot going on. The New York Giants, a lot going on that that weekend. A good weekend for New York. If you've got like some great indie wrestling, and then you've got an L lineup, you've got. UFC 205, you got Monday Night Football. That's a lot of cool stuff. What kind of – are you into any sports, Matt? No. None? None. Why is that? I don't know. It's just uh, – you know what it is? <clears throat> I like sports per se, but like if I like something, I want to do it. I don't want to just like yeah. watch other people do it, you know? So just like wrestling and pro wrestling and fighting and jujitsu, these are all things I was a fan of and I'd watch and I was like, but I want to do it. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like things I'm fan I'm a fan of, I do, you know? So yeah. like I'm a fan of everything I do. And I like video games, but I play video games too, you know? So, yeah, you know how it goes. I used I used to be like that. Like, I would play NFL Blitz instead of Madden NFL. Because if I want to play a football game, I wanted to play, like, something ridiculous. Yeah. But, uh, but if I really wanted to play football, I went out and I was a part of one of the intramural leagues or something out here. 
Also, I always I like doing pro wrestling more than I like watching it. MMA, it's the opposite. Probably because I get the shit kicked out of me. But I prefer to watch MMA as opposed to do it. Yeah, you know, pro wrestling and MMA, you, you got to like really like to get slammed or hit or get into the heat of the moment. You know, if you're not really into it, it's, it's a little rough. You might just want to be I always like fan. the psychological aspect of pro wrestling more than anything. Like what goes into making a good match and making it make sense along the way. That was always my favorite part. Yeah, I mean, I just look at it as like, yeah, let's have a fight and tell this story of a fight. And that's that. Beat people up. Is there anything you miss about MMA? No. Like, you know, like the only thing I miss is probably like the big, big, bigger fights, you know, bigger crowds. But I would imagine that'll happen soon enough, hopefully, as long as I keep doing my thing. Uh, But yeah, you know, the paydays were a little more back then, you know, like the bonuses and stuff. Uh, But. Oh no, I don't, I don't think there's really anything I missed from it. You only got to fight like a couple times a year, and that's still pretty active, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't I really don't I like fighting? I miss the actual fighting. That's about it. Other than that, I don't miss anything. Before we get into Survivor Series. It looks like James Ellsworth has signed a deal, Matt. Good for him. Isn't that awesome? Good for him. Like, you know, that's the one thing about pro wrestling. Everybody will ask, like, how do you do it? Like, how do you get to the top? Like, what what should I do? And it's like, for some people, it's as easy as having no chin. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, being in the right place at the right time with no chin, you got a job, brother. You know? Great dude too. Very, yeah. very nice in the experience I've had with him. And, and that's probably the best. You know, that's the best lessons you could ever teach anybody. Right place, right time, and be humble, be nice, and you know, if they give you any job, do it. You know, and and know your and kind of know your place. You know, know where you stand. Survivor Series Sunday. We'll run down these. These. We'll make our predictions. We'll start off cruiserweight title match champion Brian Kendrick defends against Kalisto. If Kalisto wins, SmackDown gets the cruiserweights. Now, this is important, Matt, because they have a show that premieres in a week and a half after SmackDown on Tuesdays, about the cru- uh, and it's going to be a cruiserweight show. How do you think this goes? You're talking about 205 Live. Correct. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I was talking to a couple of my buddies about it this past weekend, uh, or maybe even the weekend before it. I think it's too. I, I personally think I think all the wrestlers in it are great. I think they're going to have good matches. I think that's going to be cool. I think the problem lies in separating it from the rest of their products. You know, after already introducing it to it, you know, the like purple ropes and weird yeah. lighting and well, stuff. I think they they messed up there and they're like they knew they messed up there. And now they're switching it up now again with the 205 live. And I, I just I think by the time they wrestle, the crowds are going to be dead because I think they're going to be doing the tapings after SmackDown, if I believe. Right. 
Yes, I yeah, believe so. So I don't see how the crowd's going to be like fired up at that time of day. Especially uh, when you got a guy like The Undertaker. You might have The Undertaker out there, then it switches to 205. Uh, you don't know. Yeah. You know, uh, I think what they should have done is and what I think they should do if they're trying to go with a cruiserweight division, because there's a lot of cruiserweights out there, is they need to put it in the main roster in both SmackDown and Raw and have one champion in one of the divisions, kind of like there's always a champion somewhere, you know. There yeah. doesn't have to be two belts, just one belt. So a floating champion, basically. Yeah, and you have a floating champion, and, of course, the cruiserweights can fight each other. But I also think what they really did to, like, hinder the cruiserweights is you have to get that rub. Like, these guys can have great matches. Like, I could have a great match with Tony Nese or Drew Gulak or Cedric Alexander, you know. But if people don't really know who either one of us are, it's going to be hard. Rather, if I have good matches with Cedric and this and so forth for like a week or two, and then I wrestle like a Dolph Ziggler or Sami Zayn or whatever, even if they beat me in like eight minutes, whatever, but I have a couple spots of hope, you know what I'm saying? That's going to give me a lot more longevity and build my name up a lot more just getting that rub. You know what I'm saying? Rather than us just keep wrestling each other. Like, it's all this it is like evolved guys wrestling each other. And you can just watch that on iPay-Per-View. Yeah, there's nothing special about this division. No. Unfortunately. And, and well, and the, well, it's because they're not mixing it in. It's just like if you brought in, like, here's a group of luchadors wrestling another group of luchadors. You don't know who they are. Even though they've been yeah. doing cool stuff, you don't know who they are. And they only wrestle each other. That's kind of weird. There's no storyline. It's the same mistake they made 20 years ago when they brought in the light heavyweights into WWF. So they made. I think I think well, I think what they need to do is make the 205 pound weight class keep it in the WWE, but make it more of a sport wrestling competitive weight class with luchador influence. You know, that's what they need to do because that's what a 205 pound weight class is these days. And the thing is, they have a few guys like Enzo Amore. Xavier Woods, Sami Zayn, who meet that weight class. Kalisto. Kalisto. I think Dol- I'm pretty people- sure Dolph Ziggler is the two old. He would make that. Yeah. Yes, he can make that. And there's nothing wrong with having those guys pop in. And Xavier Woods loses all the time. So have him lose to one of the cruiserweights. Let him make a or, name. Or maybe have him beat a couple cruiserweights. Yeah. Build up his rep. He is a tag team champion, kind of, or whatever the new day does. Looks like they're going to beat Demolition's record, by the way. Of course, of course they would. Of course they would. Because Demolition's suing the WWE. Of course. Yeah. You're, you're kidding. That's why they do stuff like that. Yep. Miz versus Sami Zayn. If Sami Zayn wins, Raw gets the Intercontinental title. How do you think this works? I don't know. I mean, that's just another belt. That's all it is. People. I have a, I have a prediction. Oh. I think... Sami Zayn will win, but here's the thing. I think before this, Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon make a trade. They trade the Miz for Sami Zayn because they are so confident that Sami Zayn will win that Intercontinental title and keep it on SmackDown. I think that's how that works. I think it'll go. We also have Team Raw versus Team SmackDown tag team division. Now, here are the teams, Matt. On SmackDown, we have Heath Slater, Rhino, Zack Ryder, Mojo Raleigh, mm. The Usos, Breezango, and American Alpha. 
American Alpha. Team Raw. American Alpha is pretty fire. I love American I Alpha. Lo- I love me some American Alpha. You see, like that's that's some good wrestling right there. Incredibly kind human beings too. I interviewed them earlier this year, and they spent a lot of times with their time with their fans at uh, the Arnold Classic. Over on Team Raw, we have the New Day. Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, Sheamus, Cesaro, Enzo, and Cass, and the Shining Stars. Which team do you think prevails? Of each? Well, it's five teams against five teams. Well, I think, SmackDown versus. Like, if I was going to pick, it'd be Sheamus and Cesaro, the final two of that team. Or Luke Gallows. I saw a pretty funny spot with them the other day where they set up Enzo to do a dive off the rope and then like they didn't tag him in with the dive and just pinned. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Anderson and Gallows are hilarious dudes. They are very funny dudes. They they seem to be funny. I like it. Uh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I would like to give it to Alpha Male against Alpha. It'll be Alpha Male versus you know the Bullet Club, you know. Or, you mean American Alpha. Or yeah, I want American Alpha to win. That'd be fire. Yeah, they're they're probably my favorite tag team. And like, easy, and, like and like right now, the E was smart. The way American Alpha wrestles, you let them run with the ball. They're in their prime. Let them do it. Let them run. New Age the- Steiner Brothers. They're they're that good. But they're better because they work a lot safer. Have you ever seen what the <laughs> dude, dude? Did you see what the Steiner? I saw a gift the other day. Oh, Rick Steiner putting him in the fucking up on his shoulders. Then Scott Steiner sitting on the top turnbuckle in the DDT position and DDT yeah. the guy off his shoulder onto his head. And he's like, yeah. Isn't that crazy that that stuff happened? Do you I mean, do you remember Steiner's old move, the screwdriver? I don't know. Where he, would, he would have him up into a suplex and he would drop them into a seated tombstone. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I do. Psychotic. Why would anybody take that? Oh, I saw a terrifying one that the, the smoking guns used to do where Billy would do a back body drop. Bart would catch the guy and pile drive him. Yeah. Horrifying. The shit that they did in the 90s. And they're like, we got to get over. Kill me. And and this was before they switched to the softer rings in 1998, too. So these were on, like, boxing ring style things. Oh, hey, no thanks. That's their call. You don't have to work that way. That's all your call. You don't. I would just well, the jobbers, at- the jobbers. I don't know if they had much of a say. They would book these hundred and sixty pound blobs of jobbers against these steroided out tag teams. Like, what could they have done? Well, you you just you you make a choice. You make a choice. <laughs> a life choice. You make a choice. That's Raw versus SmackDown women. On the women's side, we uh, SmackDown side, we have Nikki Bella, Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss, Carmella, and Naomi. On the Raw side, Charlotte, Bailey, Nia Jax, Alicia Fox, Sasha Banks. Who you got? Hmm. Well, <clears throat> I think it's going to be hard for either one of these teams to actually go against each other because they have so much drama in between. You know, within their groups, I think you got to say that about every team going into this because they all fight amongst each other on their own respective TV shows. It's, Stephanie McMahon books it that way, and so it is. It's like, why the hell would you all put your teammates up against each other? Beat the shit out of each other. Put them up against some jabronis. Give them a tune-up fight. 
Yeah. I don't get it. I, I don't get it either. But, hey, friendly competition, I guess, right? Hey, which team do you think's winning? You're not getting off the hook. I would say I would say Team Raw. I mean, you got Charlotte and Sasha Banks. Like, that's a money duo right there. Is Becky Lynch on that team, or is she on SmackDown? SmackDown. Okay, so Bailey's that- on that team, though. On the Raw team? Yes. All right, all right. That's pretty good. I, I give it to them. That's that's a pretty good three piece. Team Raw versus Team SmackDown men's on Team SmackDown. You have AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, and Shane McMahon on Team Raw. You have Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, and Seth Rollins. Now I think something about Team Raw is there's like four guys on that team that you want to protect. Rollins, Owens, Reigns, Strowman. On the SmackDown side, They've not protected much of anybody. Yeah, I mean, that one, they're both good groups. I mean, but, like, like anybody can get pinned. I don't know. I remember, what was it, last year? Did Sting come in? Or was that the year? Two years ago. Sting came in, hit a score the death drop, and dude just Triple H or Seth Rollins or whoever just stayed down for, like, four minutes and got pinned. Yeah. So, by Seth, by Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, so I think anything is possible. Uh, but I would say Brawl, Brawl is probably going to come out with that because they've been protecting the shield, you know. Then again, there's drama in between the groups. And I know, like, it's been Roman and Seth versus, like, Jericho and uh, Kevin Owens, right? Correct. So that's that's drama. Now we got your boy! Goldberg, who you referred to as, and I quote, trash. He, now that one, that one, he hasn't done anything in his entire life, other than sell tickets, <laughs> other than sell tickets. He hasn't done anything in his entire life that I respect. Well, he's facing Brock Lesnar, and I think his promos have been terrible, the Goldberg promos. I didn't like him. A lot of people are like, ah, oh, his best promos ever. I'm like, well, it doesn't take much. He threw on this weird redneck voice on Monday Night Raw that I've missed out on from him for like and, 20 years. And Hulu probably edited it. <laughs> they edited a lot of stuff. Uh, do you think there's any way Goldberg, they, they put Goldberg over? Well, here's the thing. Knowing Goldberg, he may have refused to come in unless he won. Oh, God. He's just so bad. Do you think he's going to dig holes and take souls, Matt? See, he doesn't even have gold like that. Like, The Undertaker comes back, says he's back to like run run a streak, and he's, he breaks out digging holes and taking souls. You know, it's beautiful. Glover comes back, breaks out a southern accent, can't even throw knees in the plum clinch, and it's <laughs> atrocious. And, oh. Oh no, no! They they need to have Brock Lesnar because then and they need to tell Goldberg, hey, it's for the the rubber match, and then never give him a rubber match because it's sad <laughs> that they even let him get this far with it. They used it to sell uh, copies of the video game. They're gonna have him. No, stop it. That's worked too. Damn, two K is on their shit. Like they have repaired relationships with Brock Lesnar because he was on the the year before he came back. Mm-hmm. Sting. Uh, probably Hulk Hogan's going to be the next guy they do it with. Um, Randy Savage's estate, they fixed, they, they fixed that one. There's another one, too. 
another one to Warrior. They fix stuff with Warrior in WWE. So good for them. Maybe one day it'll be CM Punk. Maybe one day it'll be Alberto Del Rio and Paige. Mm-mm. Kurt Angle, maybe. Kurt, that's that's one that should happen for sure. I always wanted Kurt to be like I thought that the best idea for Kurt would have been one more match, and it would have been against Rusev when he was at his peak, peak, peak. Because you got the American hero coming. I would have had him show up, eliminate Rusev from the Royal Rumble, set up a match. And if you want to put Rusev over, put him over. But, man, they, they've killed him off now. He's not even on this pay-per-view. Yeah, well, the, that's the thing. They have too many people now. Now they have too many people. Too many people. They, Matt, don't, they don't know what they're doing. Too many people. They never know what they're doing. And then people are like, oh, you should get signed. It's like, why? There's too many people. There's too many people. <laughs> we also have NXT TakeOver Toronto, but and we're not going to get any predictions on that. Matt, let the people know where they can follow you on the Twitter machine. Okay. Well, I think I switched the one last week. It was Riddle Bro. I think that's Instagram. Riddle Bro on Instagram. Riddle Tough 7 on Twitter. And then uh, Matthew Riddle on the Facebook. And uh, Guys. if you need T-shirts, Alter Bro shirts, or, you know, the the King of Bros, whatever, just hit me up. Yeah. Hey, if you need a hat to eat. Yeah. Get a hold of him. Just hit me up, bro. Fightful Online, at Fightful Online, Twitter and Facebook. That's where you can follow Fightful. Uh, head over to Fightful.com this weekend. We have so many. We're covering so much stuff. Two UFC shows, Invicta tomorrow night, Bellator Saturday night, NXT TakeOver Toronto Saturday night, Survivor Series Sunday. Here's the podcast schedule for this weekend, guys. After NXT TakeOver Toronto, my happy ass will be right here doing a show. The next day, Sunday at noon, Eastern, myself, Showdown Joe, we will be here talking like four MMA cards and boxing. Then Sunday after Survivor Series, I'm right here again, third show of the weekend. Lots of cool shit. Also, we'll give you the results of Matt's matches as well. Yeah, of course, of course. Stay on the lookout for Anna Bauert's segment. Uh, We have a feature from Jimmy Van coming tomorrow, Showdown Joe. Our boy Showdown Joe isn't happy, Matt. I don't know if you're familiar with Showdown Joe. Do you know Joe Ferraro? Mm. He's a Canadian. I know. A some- Canadian, Canadian I- MMA personality helped really build MMA in Canada. He got denied his credentials yesterday, probably because we applied late. Mm. But he's not happy. I believe he's not happy. it. I believe it. When you usually get credentials and don't get credentials, it makes you sour. I know. I would say that is trash. That that is trash. But hey, sometimes, sometimes it happens. I think it was an oversight. I think it's because we applied late. Either way, guys, hey, go buy the altered bro stuff. Go do it. Do it if you're in if you're Matt's area. Where where are the shows this week? Oh, the shows are in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh-huh. and the other show I believe is in. I think Worcester, Massachusetts, or Rhode Island, or it's in <laughs> I think New it's England, in Massachusetts. Okay. It's either it's, it's Massachusetts or Rhode Island. Make They're some right townspeople travel. Go see him. Visit him at the merch yeah. table. All kinds of stuff like that. Till yeah. next time, guys. We are out.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.